Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'm going to go through my top five players around nine this morning. Just before I do, a few notable mentions. I thought the two young guns for Penrith and the Roosters, Staines and Ikevalu, were fantastic. Ikevalu picking up five tries after being 18th man, and Staines picking up four himself on debut. Incredible stuff, uh, two cracking performances. Another two guys I want to mention are two of the star fullbacks in Rugby League, Clint Gutherson and James Tedesco. I thought they had massive games. They both just missed my top five. They were sort of in and out all, all weekend. They ended up just missing, but two cracking performances. Gutho is really taking his game to a new level. He's been so impressive this year. I think he's destined to make his origin debut at the end of the year. I think that number 14 jersey has got Clint Gutherson written all over it. Let's dive into our number five. Number five. Ben Hunt comes in at number five for me this week. I've been saying for a few weeks he should be wearing the number nine jersey. Uh, Mary McGregor finally made that move. It's great for Hunt. It's also great for Cam McInnes. He's not a hooker anymore. The game's moved past him. He is best in the number 13, and it's best for the Dragons to have Cam McInnes at 13 and Ben Hunt at hooker. It's nothing against Cam McInnes. It's simply the way the game is moving. You need a hooker like Ben Hunt around the ruck, taking advantage of their big forwards like Paul Vaughan, Kerr, Frizzell, Sims. They've got the pack to be able to do it, but they've got they need the hooker to execute it. Ben Hunt's arrived, and he's doing that job fantastically. In defense, Ben Hunt's been fantastic as well. He made 51 tackles yesterday. No missed tackles. He was sensational. I love of the little spring in his step he's got that he brings to the dragon side around the ruck. You really you can't emulate it. They had um, uh, Robson there last year. I said it was a mistake letting him go. I think it would have been fantastic if they still had Robson there. They could play him at 9, McInnes at 13, Hunt at 7. I think it would be fantastic. But he's left now. They're doing the best they can. And I think Ben Hunt, he's the hooker moving forward for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Ryan 
Number four. Little Pappy comes in at number four for me this week. An absolute cracking performance against the Canberra Raiders was, um, you know, was was meant to be the absolute game of the round. It was kind of uh, kind of ruined by the Joshy Hodgson injury. It was a cracking game up to that point, and then it obviously fell in Melbourne's favour. But Canberra's credit, you know, they held in there. They had a really strong game. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, though, he, he laid on a try for Josh Adokar, and then he scored one himself, which really broke open the game. And He's just got this X-factor, Ryan Pappenhausen, that not many other players have, and you really saw it in that moment. Uh, George Williams got the ball down the left-hand edge. They sort of shot up. He propped. Then he put in a really good kick. It was actually a really good play by Canberra. Um, it was great vision by the halfback, George Williams, but Pappenhausen has that ability, which only a few do in rugby league, to be able to turn you know a good play for the Raiders into a fantastic play for the Storm. I think he's the only player in the NRL that could have scored that try with his speed and um, elusiveness. He was just incredible. George Williams puts in a pin-perfect kick into traffic. Pappenhausen comes up with it, slithers, slithers through, and goes the length. You heard the uh, the commentary in the introduction there. He's just an incredible player that can do things that others can't. That's what you need from your fullback. You've got James Tedesco, you know, brings his incredible skill. Um, you've got and skill and speed. You've got Tom Trevojevic, his awareness and his strength and his power. Latrell, his power, his ball playing. And then you've got little Pappenhausen, who just brings speed, acceleration, Every fullback is different in the game, and you know we've got to appreciate each for what they bring because they're not all going to be James Tedesco. They're not all going to be Tom Trevojevic. Each brings their own little thing, and what Pappenhausen brings when he brings it, good God. There's not many you'd rather want on your team when he's on. Great game by Pappy the other night. Number three. Tavita Pangai Jr. comes in at number three for me this week. A big performance against Canterbury. Uh, scored a try himself, laid on another one. 14 hit-ups, five tackle breaks, one line break assist, 32 tackles. But his biggest start of the night for me, and the most important one, was his six offloads. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., there's not many players in the comp like him. Um, he's just one of these freakish, explosive athletes that, with the skill set he's got as well, He's just a one in a million, Tavita Pangai Jr., but he just can't seem to get it right consistently. When he does get it right, like the other night, like last year against the Cowboys when he exploded, he simply, you can't stop him. He's got a terrible habit of either being your worst player on the field or your best player on the field. Once Tavita Pangai Jr. finds that balance in his game, and, you know, I've talked about it before, it's um it's about him not wanting to be the man. So when I say the man, it means that he has to be the one that goes and puts on the big shot or produces the game-breaking offload. Like with Tavita Pangai Jr., he's making 15 metres of run. He's carrying four blokes. Get to your front. Get a quick play the ball. Trust your team to do the rest of the job on the next play. I just feel like Tavita Pangai Jr., he's constantly trying to do too much in too little time. He's such a strong footballer. And once he gets a coach that gets a hold of him and shows him that he doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't have to be the man. He doesn't have to be the guy running in. He doesn't have to be the guy shoulder-charging people. He doesn't have to be, you know, the aggressive. He can use his aggression the right way. When he does get it right, he is going to be a fantastic footballer. I really hope that coach arrives soon. I'm not sure if Seabold's it from what I've seen so far. But when he does arrive and he teaches TPJ how to control himself, my God, he's going to be one hell of a footballer. And it's going to be a real worry for every other team in the NRL because the Broncos will be an incredible force with Haas up front and Tavita Pangai Jr. once he sorts himself out and he's able to put these sorts of performances over a 26-week comp. He's such a talented player and I hope it all comes together really soon. Great game by him the other night. They don't win that game without him, in my opinion. Number two. 
Adam Reynolds comes in at number two for me this week. Just a cracking halfbacks performance by Reynolds against the West Tigers. Um, he only, you know, he finished the game on NRL stats with one try assist, but he literally had a hand in three out of four of their tries. And there's one pass that he throws to James Roberts. It was a real throwback to the old Alfie Langer to Steve Renolf. He, um, and it's an art that's sort of lost at the moment in rugby league. We don't see it as much as we used to. What Reynolds does is he actually um, he beats James Roberts' defender with the pass. So instead of giving him early ball and letting James Roberts take him on, he throws the pass, not to where James Roberts is, but to where James Roberts is going to be on a um, on an outwards line. And it is just is such a hard ball to throw. And Reynolds he just makes it look easy. And you can see the center. He shoots up because that's what James Roberts does. He shoots in, then he bounces out. And Reynolds throws the ball to where he's going to bounce out, not to where he is. And the centre is just left for dead. It's it's one of the best balls you'll see thrown this year. No one really spoke about it at the time. I think um, Joey Johns mentioned the pass. But outside of that, it sort of flew under the radar because James Roberts was so quick. But Jimmy only gets that opportunity because Adam Reynolds throws an absolutely perfect pass. The other thing about Reynolds, and it's no shock, it's been like this for two or three years. The Rabbitohs kicked the ball 23 times the other night. I think he kicked it 19 times. Kicked for 500 metres. And I know people will say, oh, what's, you know, what, what what does it matter how far he kicked? It's field position. It's controlling the game. Adam Reynolds does it better than anyone. If you were to have put Adam Reynolds into the Brisbane Broncos over the last month, I guarantee you they, won a, they would have won a few more games. He's the sort of player the Broncos are missing at the moment. He's the sort of player a lot of teams are missing at the moment. Great game by Reynolds. He's playing some great footy this year. Number one. My number one player this week is a guy I've spoke about a few weeks ago. He's been suspended for the last two weeks, and he came back with an absolute bang. Nathan Brown for the Parramatta Reels. I said a few weeks ago he's the most important forward in this team, and I stand by it. When they're flying like they have been the last few weeks and they're putting 40 points on teams, you know, it's Mitch Moses, it's Gutho, it's Reed Mahoney, it's these guys that are their most valuable. When we get to finals footy and they're playing games like this, 10-4, 16-12, these sort of low score lines where Parramatta have got to hang in the fight, this guy is their most important player in the club, Nathan Brown. He's an absolute dog. He will fight for every bone. He'll fight for every meter. He'll fight to win every tackle. He's the sort of guy that they need in their footy team if they want to win a premiership in the next two years. They need to keep him on the field. He's got a terrible habit of getting injured and suspended. If they have him on the field come the finals time, whenever it is October this year or whatever, they are a serious threat. I don't believe Parramatta can win a premiership if Nathan Brown isn't on the field come finals time. His stats the other night, played 80 minutes, 20 up, 28 hit-ups, 266 metres, 102 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks and 55 tackles. He is an absolute dog. Every team needs one of these. There is no team in the NRL that wouldn't be improved by having Nathan Brown in their team. He is an absolute freak and he's the sort of guy you want running out next to you. I'll say it again. Without him in October, Parramatta will not win a premiership in 2020. Thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned tomorrow morning. Tuesday morning, we've got a cracking podcast dropping. It's possibly my favourite one yet with uh, Bernie Gurr. Bernie was uh, the CEO of the Sydney Roosters between 1993 and 2003. Um, you know, as much as the Roosters are flying now and they're an incredible club, they weren't in the early 90s. They were really battling. I think they finished 15th out of 16th um, two years in a row in the early 90s. And then the rebuild started to happen and Bernie was there for the 
the entire ride. He was uh, he was living over in America, and uh, Nick Politis found him and bring him over here. Soon after that, Phil Gould arrived as coach, and then soon after that, it all changed when Brad Fittler arrived, the Australian captain arriving at Bondi, and it all turned around. And Bernie was there for that entire ride. It's an incredible uh, experience and journey he had at the Roosters all the way leading up to the early 2000s when Brad Fittler led them to four grand finals and that one premiership in 2002. Just an incredible story. What makes it even more amazing from Bernie is that he was actually a Roosters player in the uh, late 70s and the early 80s. He only played four first-grade games, but he was coached by Arthur Beetson and Bob Fulton. Imagine playing four first-grade games and being coached by two immortals. Just unbelievable. And, he, you know, he played with some of the absolute stars back in that day, you know. Bobby Fulton, Arthur Beetson, Russell Fairfax, Gavin Miller... Bob O'Reilly, some of the absolute champions, and uh, Bernie talks about all of those and the experiences he had with them, and also his unique experience of being a um, you know a first grade footballer, but also doing a business degree, which you know isn't normal now, but it's becoming more normal in the late seventies, early eighties when they were all garbos and working on construction sites. It was just unheard of. He's got an incredible story. Of course, twenty to ten years later, after the Roosters' job, he returns to the Parramatta Eels in twenty sixteen. He becomes a CEO of the Parramatta Eels just after they'd gone through all their salary cap dramas, leads them back to where they are now. And, you know, he talks about some prize signings in um in Mitch Moses. He talks about the coach, Brad Arthur, and, of course, his little baby, Bankwest Stadium. He's really left his mark. It's a great sign of a CEO when, when they leave somewhere and it's in a better state than when they arrived. And Bernie Gurr's done that everywhere he's went. It's a classic chat with a guy that's been involved in rugby league for over 50 years. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning to hear that. Thanks for tuning in again. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share with all your mates, keep kicking the corners, and remember, always play smart footy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.